to me, a brand is more of the feeling that it gives people and the experience they have with it. So brand photography, again, supports that experience. So a lot of the women that I work with have service businesses, service-based businesses or product-based businesses. And what brand photography really does is convey in a short, succinct message, right? A photo is worth a thousand words. So it describes in a glance what that brand is all about. I'm Heidi Marinell, and I'm on a mission to spotlight incredible female-owned small businesses who've conquered the business world on their terms. Together, we're diving into the stories of real relatable women who've turned their passions into thriving businesses. I'm a small town mom with a passion to break free from the ordinary and provide you with new, specific, and downright revolutionary business ideas. I'm interviewing women who've dared to dream differently and have turned their passions into profit. The best news? They've got fresh ideas that can ignite your passion and creativity. No more vague top 10 lists of business ideas that lead nowhere. I believe in dreams with real substance, and I want to provide you with inspiration that leaves you thinking, I can do this too. Whether you're itching to start your own venture or craving a fresh twist on your existing business, your go-to source for inspiration is here. Welcome to Her Business Rocks. Welcome back to Her Business Rocks. I am thrilled today to be joined by Laurelyn Herrig, who owns my brand photographer in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Laurelyn is a brand photographer and strategist who helps female entrepreneurs and women-owned businesses bring their brand and business to life through website images, social media content, and other marketing images. I'm also thrilled that she's another Wisconsinite, so um, it's great to have her here. Laurelyn creates a customized brand session for each of our clients that includes headshots, behind-the-scene images, um, any products or services that you offer, um, and plenty of items for your website and social media marketing. If you want to look professional and reach your client, my brand photographer is a no-brainer. So Laurelyn is just back from maternity leave and welcoming her baby boy, and I am so excited to chat with her today about her business and what that looks like figuring out the ropes of being a new mom. So welcome, Laurelyn. Hi, thank you so, so much for having me. And you're right, I am just fresh off of maternity leave. So I will do my best to collect my thoughts here. But yeah, it's it's a wild and crazy time, as you know. Um, but I'm so excited to be back in my business and, and doing what I love. Awesome. Yeah, we won't hold it against you if you lose your train of thought or anything. Um, I know the the days all um, blend together. I remember just thinking like, how can the baby be three months old already? It feels like one long day. Exactly. It just never ended. It's just the same cycle of doing things. So You got it. Well, welcome back. Let's dive into talking about your business. Um, our audience is a mix of both entrepreneurs and those interested in starting a business of their own. So let's get everybody on the same page for a second so they can know exactly what we're talking about when we're talking about brand photography. Can you clarify or just give us a definition um, a little bit more about branding and why having a brand photographer is important? 
Absolutely. So to me, um, a brand, and I, I didn't make this up, but I believe it's Seth Godin that says a brand is an experience. So it, it's it's a collection of all of these things, right? It's not just a logo or a website or you know your tagline, whatever that all is, that they are important brand assets. The brand itself is the experience that you give people and what people feel, like how you make people feel. I think is that that's something like the, I'm saying the quote wrong, but that's how Seth Godin describes it. And I think that's a perfect summary of what a brand is, right? When you see a noticeable brand, um, some of the big ones out there, it, it's associated more with an experience than it is with just a logo or just a website or something like that one part of the brand, right? So to me, a brand is more of the feeling that it gives people and the experience they have with it. So brand photography, again, supports that experience. So a lot of the women that I work with have service businesses, service-based businesses or product-based businesses. And what brand photography really does is convey in a short, succinct message, right? A photo is worth a thousand words. So it describes in a glance what that brand is all about. Strong brand photography does, right? So it's more than just a headshot of the business owner or the team that's behind the business. Brand photography is hopefully a library of assets that help with help support your message. And it's, you know, strong brand photography conveys the experience and gives people a strong feeling, whether the feeling is positive, they associate with that brand or negative, they don't associate with that brand, right? And it's just as important to have something that speaks to your ideal client as it is to, um, you know, repel people that are not your people and that are your brand is not for those people. So some of the brand images I think of that are some more common ones to have done is if you, let's say you're a service-based business and you do a lot of work on your computer, you may have brand photography that um, has your laptop in it or you working on your laptop mm -hmm. um, with, with some accessories alongside, you know, kind of on the desk, but that also represent your brand colors, right? It's kind of giving someone that feel of the colors, constantly bringing those into different pictures and graphics. So people start to associate those colors with with your business and, and just different things that they may see if they were to come in and meet with you or if they were on a Zoom call. This is how you may look. This is what your desk may look like, that type of thing. Would you say that's accurate? Absolutely. It should be a mix of those behind the scenes photos and uh, you know, photos that allow people to see what it's like to work with you, kind of like experience that as much as they can in an online space. That's that's a, what it's all about, right? It's conveying that that feeling to people and letting them know, demystifying a little bit of like what it is that you do, how you work with your clients. Um, because for example, if you don't work with clients in person, you wouldn't have, you know, a, a person standing in the photos with you. You want to show that you do online consultations only, or you work with people in a digital capacity, right? You don't necessarily want to have real people in your photos as a quote unquote, like model 
that is for some businesses that are in person, but you're exactly right. It needs to be behind the scenes, you know, bringing in your brand colors is a wonderful thing to do. Um, you know, tying in all, all the, the pieces of your brand and, and the feeling that you give people, whether it's, you know, um, you know, a feeling that's very high end and luxury or a feeling that's very approachable and welcoming. You can do both, but it's easier to really hone in on um, that's your brand style, your brand feel. The more specific you can get in your photos, the better. So your example of working on a laptop, that is great. That's that's definitely can be part of your shot list. But I always encourage my clients to think one level deeper. Okay, what else can we show them like about you working on your laptop, because that in and of itself, we're seeing that done a lot now. So it's more important now to, okay, how can we do that, but put your own twist on it? It's all very fascinating to me how, um, this has turned into a, an element of its own. That's very important in business, right? This never used to be a thing, Mm -hmm. Um, but also businesses online were never a thing either. So it's interesting to me to watch the revolution of how um, brand photography has come about and the importance of it and showing people not only doing the work, but also um, enjoying their free time. That's also a big part of brand photography. Like how do they live outside of the business? People like to see all aspects of their life. So yes, yes. Very interesting. And I love that you kind of touched on that because that's important. And that to me um there's a term that's that's used in the industry. It's a little more personal brand photography, right? So brand photography can be very much on the professional side and the business side, depending on how that entrepreneur runs their business. Maybe they just want to stick to the business and professional side of things, but a lot of people are moving their brands towards a more personal brand, right? So there will be photographers that can work with you to capture your personal brand photography. And it's not always the same, you know, photographer that don't, uh, photographers don't always offer both, but I love that I can offer both. I offer both the professional and personal brand photography. And I just call it all brand photography because I think it would get confusing to separate it out, but you're right. It's, it's about to listening to your client's needs. And some people love tying in that personal element of it. I love that too. I like, I, I gravitate towards those accounts online too, that I follow and I love to see behind the scenes and see a little bit of their personal life, whatever that looks like for them. Right. And that's something you figure out with each client on an individual basis, really what their brand is, what they're selling, which kind of shots like that would be influential in, in gaining new clients or representing themselves. And so it's a very personalized service, right? It's not like, okay, here's my list of things. And I do the same thing every time. Nope. It's extremely customized to each client. Exactly. We, we plan and tailor that each session to the specific person that I'm working with. So again, I work with primarily women. So we do have a planning meeting ahead of time to talk about, yeah, what, what does this all mean for your brand? Let's create a custom quote unquote shot list, if you will, but let's create something exactly fit for you instead of this is what I do with every client. Let's run down this list of normal things that we do. No, you're right. It's, it's customized per person. Yeah, absolutely. I think of, um, like a wedding photographer, right? She's got a shot list. Okay. I get these shots of every wedding. And if, 
the family has something extra they want, I make sure I add that in. And this is couldn't be more opposite than that, right? It's using a camera like they are, but beyond that, it's extremely different. So this just goes to show how there can be so many different ways to use a skill. If Even if a bunch of people have the same passion, they're not going to use it in the same way, right? Like photography is a very broad spectrum and there's so many ways you can use it. So you may, be, you may say, I love this part of photography and not this part, and that's fine. You can create a business out of so many different pieces of it. And I think that's really neat to see exactly how you have created this high-end customized um, brand photography for, for clients that, again, was something that never used to be, but as things continue to develop in businesses and and more and more people want to stand out and really show who they truly are, it's become a really important piece. So. Tell us a little bit about how you got started in brand photography. Was this always the avenue you wanted to go or did you start in any other area of photography? I love this question because as you just touched on wedding photographers, I actually began my business 13 years ago as a wedding photographer. So back in 2010, makes me feel very old to say that, but back in 2010, when I was just, <laughs> you know, finishing up college, I decided that, you know, I, I really was interested in photography and I knew that I wanted to pursue it in some capacity. So I actually began in weddings because I had I had a couple of family members that were getting married and, and wanting um, wedding photography coverage, but they had a lower budget, that sort of thing. So I did actually get started in that avenue and still own and operate um, as a, as a, business. Um, I, I own and operate the business and have associate photographers that work for me, um, for my wedding photography business. So again, like I keep that going and I am present in it, but I am not the one who physically goes and photographs the weddings anymore. Now with my son being three months old at the time of this recording, I knew that I could not, um, photograph weddings this past summer because I would be on leave the whole summer when it's, you know, in, in the Midwest here, that is, that is wedding season. Right. So I knew if I was going to miss that entire season, um, that that was something that was important to me to get that figured out and get my team set up. I've been working for a couple of years on setting up that team so that I could step away from the business and still own that and operate it to some extent, but to have a team to support me. So that, I mean, starting my family, getting married, like all those things made me really think through how do I want to be spending my time? How do I want to be spending my weekends? Um, you know, as a full-time photographer, if you're working all week and then you work weekends from April or May through November, um, you can see how that would create a very unbalanced work-life um, you know, dynamic, right? So I decided that, you know, that was probably not for me long-term. Uh, to photograph weddings long term. And so in 2015, I actually started shifting my business. I worked with a friend of mine to do her brand photography. Um, and that was the first time we really started offering commercial and, you know, brand photography for businesses. But I thought, you know, if one person, a coach, a local, you know, coach by me and a friend from college, if she needs brand photos for her business to try to grow her business, business and, you know, support her 
her online marketing, if this one person needs it, how many other people, how many other women are out there that need some help and support in this area? Because they're not an expert at photography. They're an expert at coaching or whatever they are doing. Um, So that kind of sparked an interest in me. And I had so much fun when I did that with my friend. And I am so strategy-based that I loved the planning part of it. I loved photographing it. I loved the whole process. Whereas weddings, you know, certainly it's it's a different beast. It's a different animal. But, um, you know, I was enjoying that. But at the same time, I felt really pulled more towards helping other women because I also identify as a woman business owner. Um, and I thought, you know there are so many areas in my business where I feel like I need help and I hire out help to, you know, do everything from, you know, bookkeeping to editing to, you know, other areas of my business. I hire other professionals and people that are experts in those areas. Why not support women that need help with the photography end of things, right? I I just found that that was an exciting, like new passion of mine. So that was, you know, about eight years ago already, eight and a half years ago, I decided to just try it and offer it to this friend who reached out and asked me. She was so pleased with the results. She loved that she didn't have to spend all that time herself um, and edit the photo. You know, she was just thrilled with the whole process and she had some great marketing material as a result. So I thought, all right, this is it. Let me do this. And let me specifically work with women. I always, um, you know, specifically wanted to work with women. And I kind of started that way and have continued um, women in teams, I guess, with with multiple different people on them, but mostly women. Um, And that just, you know, I loved it so much, passionate about it. I feel like I've honed my skills and now I'm really good at it and good with the strategy end of it too, that I realize it's not just showing up, meeting your client, taking some pretty pictures. There's so much strategy that goes into it. And I I knew that that area of photography was it for me. I don't do anything else. I don't photograph, you know, newborn babies or senior photos or weddings anymore even. Um, So I knew this was my specialty and this was my niche. Well, and I just, I know that there are a bunch of other photographers out there that, you know, their strategy is let's do everything. Let's offer whatever people need. And I think that's fine, but I didn't want to be a generalist. I wanted to be a specialist. To me, that's like, if I have a problem with my foot, right? I'm not going to go to the eye doctor just because it's another doctor. I'm going to go to a foot doctor, I don't know, podiatrist, sorry, I forgot what it's called, right? Like I'm not <laughs> going to, I'm not going to go to a different specialist of doctor. So why in the world would I, you know, offer photography for newborn babies and senior photos and family, but you know, I, I don't pretend to be great at all photography. Every every client is going to be different. So to me, it was much more important that I specialize in something. And then people start to know me for this one type of photography instead of, oh yeah, she does everything. (laughs) That allows you to control your time a lot better too. Um, Not only in being more selective about who you work with and, and being very intentional about those sessions, but also you don't have the abundance of inquiries and people, what's your prices? You know, there's just so much email and correspondence that goes in when you're, like you said, a generalist. And so, um, 
I think it's a very efficient use of your time too, especially um, with wanting to spend more time with the baby and just um, be be focused when you're, it's work hours and be able to be off when it's not right and. And weddings, um, I think is a great way to get experience. A lot of people start out in wedding photography. You can get, you know, so many shots and it's a great way to just really learn the ins and outs of your camera. And then, um, it's a great way to see if that's something you do like, right? Weddings aren't going away. I mean, they slowed down during COVID, but they're not going away. People always need wedding photographers. So that will always be there, but then that allows you to pursue, okay, let me see some other avenues here. And you have, you have the wedding photography to fall back on. And like you said, you, you became known for it. So you built that up as part of your business. I love that because that's another income stream and you're able to have help those other women, um, have some employment at the same time too. Um, and so even though you're not actively doing it, that's still a very important part of your business. I know. So Absolutely. Because that is something where I'm able to step in, in a capacity that I enjoy the client care end of things and the communication uh, with the couple where I have so many years of experience. Like I enjoy that planning part of it and everything like that, but I have, you know, employed and like work with some associates that are very, very skilled at capturing a wedding day. They know exactly like they know what they need to take that and run with it and do a really great job for the couple on their wedding day, but they don't necessarily have to take care of all of the back end things that I take care of. And a lot of people that's a great fit for because they love the showing up and photographing, really nailing it, doing a great job for the couple, but they don't want to do all the editing or all the communication. So it just works. It works really well. Yeah, that's a great fit. Okay, so since this is a customized process, you, you mentioned a little bit um, that there is a planning meeting. I know that's a big part of this, right? M a lot of the work in this type of session happens before you even get the camera out. Um, so tell us a little bit about what those meetings look like. What do you talk about? What do you help um, your clients to think about? How, how do you decide who's getting what, or just tell some of the logistics of that. Yes. So you are absolutely right. When you say a majority of the work happens beforehand to me, I think it's the old 80, 20 rule. 80% of the work is before the session even happens in my mind. So that planning meeting is something where I use the acronym plan actually P L A N. So we talk about the big four topics of conversation on that call are props, the P is for props, L is for logistics, A being attire and wardrobe, and the N is for natural progression and flow of the photo session itself. So AKA shot list, <laughs> um, but there's no N word for that. So um, yeah, so we go over all of those big parts that I don't want my client to feel alone in deciding all of these things. So we talk about the props, we make them a packing list. As we are on the call, we kind of brainstorm, we write down all of these things. I'm always taking notes during this meeting. Um, so I always do a phone meeting because I feel like it's a little bit easier for me to type while I'm talking instead of on video. Regardless, yes, we, we work on all of those major um, components of the brand session so that on the day it makes it so much easier. But we, you know, confirm all the logistics. A lot of times I help 
my clients pick the location if they are unsure of, you know, what's a good studio we can rent, or I have this type of a place in mind, we need this type of a backdrop. Where do we find that? So I absolutely help my clients source that location. We talk about logistics too, in terms of, okay, you have two hours for your photo session, or you have four hours for your photo session. Those are my two most popular offerings are are those amounts of times. So we talk about, okay, you know, what locations are we going to use if it's multiple? Um, what is the timing of things? You know, how are we going to, how are we going to do this? And, you know, just nailing down all of those logistics, we take care of that as much as we can on the phone call. And then sometimes there needs to be some follow-up if we're booking a location or things like that. But yeah, that's kind of where I get my client's wish list. If we haven't solidified a location, that's where I get their wish list for what are we looking for in a space? What are our needs? You know, do we need a kitchen? Is this a, a wellness brand that needs a kitchen for their photos? Is this a brand that is a coach and they need a home office space in their photos? All of that, we take all of that into account for photos and video too. Um, take all of that into account when we're we're on this call and planning these things. So that was the logistics that we talk about. Then we go on to we move on to talking about attire and wardrobe. You know, I know of a wonderful wardrobe stylist that I recommend to them. Um, shout out to my friend Leanne Conway. She's here locally as well. Um, if that's okay if I shout her out. But um, you know, absolutely. <laughs> I am not an expert in the attire, but I can let them know plan for this many outfits, you know, plan for layers or consider the season, consider our location. So we kind of talk through that and I get them going thinking about how to plan their their wardrobe for the session, right? So we don't necessarily decide I'm going to wear the gray skirt with the whatever sweater for this session. Not necessarily those specifics. They're welcome to share those things with me if they know that. But we we go over colors and patterns and types of fabrics and, you know, talk about don't forget accessories. Don't forget to steam things beforehand. All of those things that, you know, there are some things that I, I do recommend they think about every time, right? Try on the clothing ahead of time. Make sure you love it. Bring lots of layers and lots of options. Don't forget shoe options. So there are things that I go through with every single client, but every single client, again, is very different. So some people want to talk very specific. Some people want to just talk high level what that looks like. And then the last part of the the, the N in the acronym plan, um, that's when we start talking about that that natural flow of this session. Like how are things going to go when we move from this location to this location? What type of shots do you need at location one? What are we looking for at location two? All of those things we take into account. And again, it's just, it's so different for each person that I don't have more details to share on that exactly. Other than that, we, we kind of take into account like, okay, what messaging are they are they getting across to their audience? Are they using these photos for social media for their website? Are they do they need B roll video for their website as a background banner? Are they putting it on Instagram Reels? Like we kind of dive into some of that nitty gritty and start talking about those details because again, this is not something that I want us to just show up on the session day and just wing it. That's never my plan. And I feel like I never direct my clients to think that way either. So yeah, we, we of course tailor that part of the meeting to each specific person, but we dive in a little bit more to their messaging and, 
what their needs are. Is they're looking through their images or if they have an image library currently, what's missing? What content do they talk about online? What what type of images and video do they need to really do their job well and, and stand out? This also is an investment. So I think that people also very much appreciate that it's not a show up and wing it type of thing, right? They want to know that they're getting exactly what they need. And so I think you're able to set their mind really at ease that all these things have been talked through. So they have an idea what to expect too, because I haven't done, um, I've done a few different photo shoots, but not, not some branding photography like this, but they're going to be nervous when they show up. Right. And so anything you can do to prepare them beforehand, here's, here's what we're looking for. Here's what we're going to expect. Here's where we're going to be. Um, I think can really just help set them at ease Mm -hmm. and help get the best pictures. I can just see when we show up, like the, the level of confidence and the, the difference that that makes that preparation ahead of time. I can just see it on their face, how much more relaxed they feel. And even if we still have to decide a little bit about like, okay, what outfit is first? Or, you know, I brought all of these. A lot of people will ask, I brought all of these. What do I, what do I start with? Um, you know, but it's just amazing to see that transformation and that confidence on their face as we uh, start, certainly, but it usually takes a little while for people to warm up to the camera. You know, that's why we don't just do a 30 minute photo session. It might take them 30 minutes to really start to feel more comfortable. And that's normal and fine. But it's amazing to see that transformation and how kind of empowered, I know that's a buzzword, but how empowered they feel and how much more confident they feel in themselves when we've decided all these things ahead of time and it's not chaotic on the session day. They actually just get to relax knowing that I know their messaging, I know what they need, and we're following this list that we've crafted together. It's not just me as a photographer deciding or them as a client deciding everything. It's it's a team effort and we've made so many important decisions ahead of time that we can show up and we can do our work, but they can be confident that they, they know they're going to get what they need and they can trust the process a little bit and relax. Yeah. And I would say also, I feel like you are the perfect type of person for this. Um, even just on this interview right now, you have a very calming demeanor and a very calming voice. Thank you. And so, um, yeah, absolutely. So I think that's something that is a huge asset in in a business like this. That's a great fit. Thank you. Okay. So do you, um, do you hire anyone to do hair and makeup or do clients do that themselves? That's a great question. I often get that from my clients. So I fully allow them to choose if they would like to hire a professional for that day, or if they, you know, feel confident and love doing their own hair or makeup or both. Um, But I do actually have a list of recommendations that in the onboarding process, I always send to each client that here are my local favorites. Of course, I can't speak for areas that aren't local to me. But I always send them a list of my local favorite um, hair and makeup artists. And like I said, also uh, image stylists, you know, wardrobe stylists that can help them and specifically offers brand photography packages. And the, the hair and makeup folks that I recommend specifically do 
photo set, they're, they're specifically experienced in brand photo sessions, right? So they're not just wedding hair and makeup or, you know, things like that, that are a special occasion hair and makeup. I feel like it's a little bit different, right? So when, when a woman wants to show up as herself in her business, she's not going to go, probably not going to go get a fancy wedding updo. It's not, you know, it's not the same. So them having experience in everyday commercial and brand photography is important to me too, that it's not just special occasions. So yes, I do absolutely recommend that they get hair and makeup done, or at least consider it, especially if they know they'll feel more comfortable and confident. They know that they'll be taken care of on that day. And it's one last thing for them to worry about because usually they're like, okay, well, I'm focused on what clothing I'm going to wear. And, you know, thinking in my head, like, this is the I got to make sure and have good posture, right? Or I, I want to do this um, this type of pose or things like that. They have other things on their mind is the bottom line. So the last thing I want them to be doing is worrying about how's my hair holding up or is my eye makeup smudging? Having professional hair and makeup done just removes a lot of that concern and that worry as long as you have a makeup artist or a stylist that you're comfortable with and, you know, have, have confidence in, right? It's a matter of finding that right person for you too, so that you don't feel overdone or underdone um, anywhere in between. <laughs> yeah. And I think it could be really helpful too, depending on if you're shooting in outdoor locations or, or where you are, if the wind picks up and suddenly, oh no, what's going on with my hair? Just have that extra peace of mind. I mean, you've made the investment for the, f- the photography package. And so I feel like in order to really get the best outcome, that makes sense. And sometimes people do um, a lot lighter makeup than they probably should a lot of times for professional photos. And so sometimes... Not sometimes, many times it's good to have someone who you would never put this amount of makeup on, but they know um, how it's going to look out outside natural light or, you know, just to make all your features stand out in the pictures and, and, um, and just make you stand out. So exactly, exactly. I'm a pretty minimal makeup girl myself and, you know, I, I will wear some, but I know that for, for instances, when I've had my brand photos done, I hire literally one of the makeup artists and stylists from my list because I know she does a fantastic job. She knows what looks good for photos. She knows what features that need to be emphasized a little bit more for the photos so that I don't look washed out. You don't lose my eyes. You know, All those things that need to be considered when you're thinking about how you're showing up on camera versus in person. You wouldn't maybe wear that amount of makeup normally if you're having a face-to-face meeting with a client, but things translate differently on the camera. Yeah. Yeah. Same ideas like stage makeup. My kids are in um, a drama, getting ready for a drama program at school. And so, yeah, it's the stage makeup, you know, is a big deal. And and it's the same thing here. Um, You're not on a stage, but it's different lighting and you want to make sure you can be seen. Of course. So... Okay, let's talk about, um, you mentioned um, finding the right spaces for your shoots. Now, I'm sure you have a list of some spots um, that you know work, but how do you find good spots? Like, how do you find an office that has the right feel or, 
you know, where, where's a great kitchen to rent? That's something, not something you look up on an everyday basis, you know, um, how do you find those locations? That is a wonderful question. So without giving away the exact places that I find it, because truly like I have curated a list over years and use some different platforms that are industry specific for photo and video shoots, you know, I, I know where to look as well as I have a few connections. You know, I, I try to be active in my community, whether it's the photography community or just like my local neighborhood area. So I like to be in the know about what are the great spaces. And honestly, I've I've just asked. I've asked a lot of people a lot of questions in terms of, can we use this space? Do you know a space? You know, I, I'm never afraid to ask or I've, I've gotten better at it. <laughs> um, knowing that the worst someone can say is, no, this space isn't for rent or I don't know of a space if I'm asking for somebody, you know, do you know of anyone that has a, a home like this or a space like this. So I just, I do a lot of asking. I do a lot of asking. And I think over the years too, I've figured out, okay, I know that here's my script that I've created a template for. If I find a great, for example, Airbnb or Verbo, if I find a great space that's listed in an online listing capacity, that I have the script that I follow because I know what the the rental owner, you know, needs to know about, okay, tell them the basics. I don't need to go on and on with the details. Give them the basics. Let them know our purpose and what we're looking for. And if they say yes, wonderful. If they say no, I'll move on and find something else, you know? Um, but I, I think it truly is a process that I've worked for years on, but now there are a couple wonderful platforms that rent specifically for photo and video shoots. Like thankfully that's becoming more of, of a thing now. So there are a couple great studios that I rent. I have a studio um, in Milwaukee's third ward. I will use that sometimes, but it doesn't necessarily fit each of my clients' needs. If it does, wonderful. But for example, it's a traditional photo studio space. It doesn't have a kitchen. It doesn't have like a living space area. It just has something that can can kind of function as a, you know, a workspace, right? So a pretty open workspace or a blank wall for headshots or whatever their needs are, we can use it. But if my client has more specific requests or they need an outdoor location, right? It's just a lot of research and a lot of legwork, I'll be honest. It's, you know, it, it's that I've spent many hours over years working on how do I find a space. Yeah, that's another part of that. A lot of the work happens before you pull out the camera. Yep. So, yep. Okay, tell us, um, have you had clients travel in to work with you or are your clients mostly local to your area? A lot of my clients are local. I've had some folks travel in or I've traveled to them. For example, I'm going in two weeks, I'm going to New Mexico to work with a client there. Um, I've, you know, traveled a few places, San Francisco, New Mexico, um, St. Louis, Missouri. So I am open to traveling to people, especially when brand photography was not as much a niche offering and not a lot of markets had brand photographers. Now I feel like there are more to choose from and that's 
that's a great thing for clients and consumers. Like from their perspective, they have options. They don't necessarily have to fly someone in, but you know, if, if somebody wants to work with me specifically, they, a lot of times will either travel to me or I will travel to them. If that's more of like, you know, they want me in their space or they have an office or they have a very specific location that they want shown in their photos then, then I travel to them. But yeah, it's a, it's a great mix of both of those. But a lot of clients that I have are local um, because I try to get out. I mean, not so much right now with a newborn, but I try to get out and, you know, be part of and be active in local women's groups and, and things of that nature. So that, um, you know, if, if people are needing something, a service like this, that they kind of have me in mind or they, they know about me or, they have friends that have worked with me or situations like that. Okay. Before we go, let's talk a little bit about running the business, being a new mom. So what are some adjustments you've had to make running your business now that you have a little one? Wonderful question. I am definitely still figuring (laughs) it out. I am in no way perfect or do I have a perfect plan? No, I do not. But my husband and I decided that we were going to get um, a nanny for two days a week because I am I am very specific. This is probably more specific than you need, but I am returning to work for the time being more on a part-time basis. So I have childcare help two days a week, and I know that I am those two days a week. I am photographing. I am doing the things in my business that only I can do, and I don't mean that from like a you know self-absorbed. Uh, viewpoint, but those are things that only I can do, right? I need to be the one photographing people, working with my clients, taking care of things on the back end, those tasks that only I can do. I do those two days a week specifically. Um, and then I do childcare. You know, I am the primary caregiver three days a week during the workday hours. So what that looks like is definitely different every single day. And that is more in flux. But when I can do some client communications or do, you know, work on my to-do list, that is something like researching locations or doing a session planning meeting with, or, um, you know, doing a session planning, pre-planning basically, (laughs) um, kind of working on that for my clients or, uh, you know, all of those backend things that I kind of take care of, uh, you know, I realized that I'm not going to have dedicated time three days a week to do this, but when I can sneak those in, I have a rolling list of tasks that I can do that are quick tasks or something that I just need to follow up on or those little 10 minute tasks, right? So I have those that I try to fit in, squeeze in during nap times or things like that when he is, um, you know, occupied that I, you know, can step away for a moment, um, because as you know, they, they need you so many hours of the day when they are new. Um, but there may be times when they're sleeping, when you can kind of step away and do things. So it's really just been a balancing act of those things, as well as, you know, sharing the caregiving responsibilities with my husband, partner, um, and our, our nanny as much as I can. Um, that's something that I'm still very much figuring out, but I'm trying to have a good outlook on the days that I, you know, I'm providing childcare. That is my main responsibility. It's not doing this whole to-do list. I, I just realized that that is not realistic. 
So the two days a week that I have to work, I get as much done as I possibly can. And the other days of the week are just bonus. If I get a few emails answered or if I get a couple things planned out, great. And if not, I need to fit those in on my other days. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a great way to look at it because if you're going into it with that mindset, you're not expecting too much of yourself, right? You're not getting frazzled at the end of the day that you didn't get these other things done. You know, these two days are when the nanny's coming and you have focused work time and anything beyond that is a bonus. So I think that allows you to enjoy the time more with the baby, right? And just really be present instead of worrying about what's on the list that I haven't gotten done, which is so easy to do. Speaking from experience. Yeah. Yeah. The first few weeks were really tough as I was trying to get used to the fact that I don't have five days a week to work anymore or four. You typically worked four days a week, but I had to realize real quickly that I can't get frustrated with myself because I'm trying to cram four days of work into two days. That's not going to work. I had a couple very bad days where I just got, you know, I kind of reached a point where I was like this, I am expecting too much of myself. This is too hard. I, I can't, you know, I can't expect this of myself kind of thing. And it's, it's still a struggle because I love to be productive. I'm not going to lie. I'm a, I am a Enneagram one, or I'm sorry, Enneagram two wing one. So I am, you know, a helper, but a wing of perfectionism, right? So I'm, I'm like, I need to, I need to do this. I need to be productive. But, um, you know, I, I just had to have a reset and have a mindset shift of this. This is how it's going to be instead. <laughs> yeah. Great outlook. Okay, Laurelyn, tell us where we can find you on Instagram, your website. Tell us where people can see some of your work and follow along. Sure. Thank you for asking. It's just mybrandphotographer.com. And on Instagram, I am mybrandphotographer. No punctuation or anything like that. So it's, I was one of the, I got to, got to grab that first and it's actually now in the process of being trademarked. So um, that is also an exciting development because I didn't realize how long of a process that was. <laughs> I've heard that takes a while. So, well, it's great. You got something, um, customized right to you. You were the first one in there and it's easy to remember. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being here with us. Um, it has been so fun to talk with you about all things brand photography and how you really make it, um, a customized boutique experience that your customers feel great about. For more details and highlights from this interview with Laura Lynn, you can check out our show notes at herbusinessrocks.com. We will have links to everything mentioned today. And if you'd like to learn more about brand photography and Laura Lynn's process of getting just the right shots, you will want to listen to our bonus episode over on our Patreon account, where we have our library of bonus episodes with each guest. The link to our Patreon membership uh, can be found on our website herbusinessrocks.com. Thanks again for joining us. We look forward to seeing you back here next week for our next episode of Her Business Rocks. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Her Business Rocks. Be sure to visit herbusinessrocks.com to get bonus content, show notes, and to sign up for our weekly newsletter. And if you enjoy this podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. As always, we appreciate your support and we'll see you next time for more Her Business Rocks.